Okay. Well, we are tonight finishing off this very long, interesting letter, which gives us a, a very deep understanding on what life is like now and what's going to be happening by Mashiach. So we said, we've explained, that nowadays, in the time of exile, the scholars have to spend most of their time immersing themselves in Talmudic study in order to extract God who's trapped in the confusion of the law. And that's actually true for every one of us, not just the scholars. Is that every single one of us has a specific part in God's Torah, in God's wisdom, that's linked to our soul, and only we can access it. And when we access it, we release God from this imprisonment within this klipas noiga, this impurity of the confusion around what truly is God's will. And when we extract it, when we understand it, then it becomes understandable for everyone. And anyone can just pick it up and like say, oh, yeah, that's what it means. Because we uncovered it. Because that piece of God's wisdom is connected to my soul. But, the Rebbe says, when the divine presence, the Shekhinah, will emerge from this entrapment of the klipas naiga, of this admixture of good and evil that's blocking its light, when all the sparks of God will be extracted, when the evil in this admixture will be separated from the holiness, when all workers of evil will be dispersed, then the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is this energy of klipas naiga, which is prevailing during the times of exile, it will no longer be dominant because the power in it is a godliness. So when we extract the godliness that's trapped in it, it's nothing. It's a husk. It's a shell. It has no power at all. So what's going to happen then? By Mashiach, what's, what are we going to be studying Torah for? What are we accomplishing? Well, we're not doing it to extract the sparks. That was done. That was a service of exile. And according to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, we finished that service quite a number of years ago. 1991-92, the Rebbe said we extracted all sparks. So what are we going to be doing our learning for? Rebbe says we're doing it to create fusions, unions, as if to speak marriages, of the divine attributes, of the divine elements, in order to bring together levels of God which will in turn create, from which will evolve a very, very, very high energy of God, higher than anything that now we could think of in the world of Atsilas, the highest world, the world of emanation, beyond that, a sublime light beyond that, will come from the fusion of the aspects of God that our study of Torah are merging together. What are we going to accomplish this through? What aspect of Torah? In the exile, we said the significant study is Talmud. By Mashiach, the significant study is the inner dimension, the esoteric dimension, and similarly the commandments. By Mashiach, the commandments will be fulfilled with the mystical devotion, the mystical intent to draw down enormously high lights of God into the world. And therefore, the main study is going to be this mystical dimension of God's Torah, the mystical dimension of the commandments. Now, it doesn't mean we're not going to know the revealed Torah. We'll know it. 
Everyday will know it with an innate knowledge that we will never forget because forgetting is evil. And if evil is gone, we won't forget. But who's going to have to toil in this time? The Erevrav, the mixed multitude, not Jews, but not non-Jews either. When the Jewish people left Egypt 3,320 some years ago, there was a group of Egyptians and of other nations that wanted to join the winning team. And they converted, but not for God's reasons, for their own reasons. And they were like the thorn in the side of the people throughout their travelings in the desert. So it seems the Rebbe is saying that the descendants of these people still exist, though obviously now they're probably lost among the non-Jews. In the times of Mashiach, they'll emerge, not as Jews, not as non-Jews either. And these people will have to toil in the revealed aspects of Torah because they can't taste from the tree of life. They can't taste from the inner dimension of Torah, from the inner dimension of the commandments, and they're going to need to engage in this Talmudic aspect of Torah, in the laws that by learning they should weaken the evil that's still connected to them and not dominate them. And also on a practical level, they need to know all these laws, pure, impure, much more than the Jews. Because for the Jews, in the times of Mashiach, the Messiah, nothing's going to accidentally happen that will make them impure or forbidden or not fit. Because no sin befalls the righteous. And by the times of Mashiach, every Jew will be in this category, within the level of the righteous, so no sin will just happen come to us. And nowadays you could walk and you happen to go to an area that's impure and it makes you impure. That won't happen by Mashiach. You won't happen to do something wrong. And of course, you're not going to want to do something wrong. So between the two, you're perfectly safe. So you don't really need to know these laws of impure and unfit and prohibited because they're not going to be so relevant in your life. And also probably from learning the esoteric aspect of Tyra, from that will derive the revealed aspect of Torah as well, because obviously the two are interrelated, like we know with Abraham, with Abraham, our father, that he knew all the Torah from his study of the esoteric dimensions of God. From this, he derived all of the revealed Torah as well. So we don't have to engage ourselves in studying it directly at all, because by engaging in the mystical dimension of Torah, we'll know it. As verses, in the times of the temple, in biblical times, when the scholars needed to immerse themselves in that, obviously on one level for the practical application, but much, much more, as we've explained from this letter, this was the main purpose of their divine service, to weaken the power of evil, to elevate the godliness that was trapped in the Torah. But by us, by Mashiach, it's all released. So our main focus, which of course we're already living now, is the study of the inner dimension of Tyra as we learn now in studying the Tanya, in studying Hasidus, we're immersing our minds in God's inner dimension and through that, according to this letter, we're causing enormous fusions within the aspects of God himself and when the two aspects merge together, like classically we call it Shekhinah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, these two aspects of the Divine Presence, a new light emerges, a new light is formed, is born from this union, which comes down and shines in this world.